Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Producer Joe, how are you today? Hey, man, it's the fifth. I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, sorry, folks. I just had a scrap, an earlier version of this. I had a technical <laughs> issue on the road, so forgive me if it's a little bit late today. My fault, but uh, let's get right to it. All right, today's show brought to you by a new sponsor, our buddies at Teeter. I cannot say enough about this sponsor. I love these guys, kind of hinted to it. Uh, the other day, the teeter inversion table. This thing's been great for me. With a teeter inversion table, you can use gravity in your own body weight to decompress your spine and relieve pressure on your discs and surrounding nerves. Love, love, love this thing. Used it all the time when I was in the Secret Service. Decompressing on a teeter inversion table for just a few minutes a day, I do like three five-minute rounds a day, is a great addition to anyone's daily routine to maintain a healthy spine and active lifestyle without the pain. If you have back pain, even if you've been lucky enough to avoid back pain you need a teeter to invert every day keep your back and joints feeling great feeling limber i love this thing get a nice little high off it after you get off it i I do i feel great (laughs) i do it before the show it's probably why i'm geeked up today i feel like a new man when i get off that thing it decompresses my spine it's good for my shoulders which i have pretty bad arthritis and they feel great after i get off some products I talk about I use regularly. Some I can't get to regularly, but I love this thing. This is a daily three-timer a day for me, the Teeter Inversion Table. I've done my homework, and this is the best inversion table on the market. Over 3 million people have put their trust in Teeter. They've been the best known in uh, known name in inversion tables since 1981. They're the only the only inversion table brand that has been both safety certified by UL Laboratories and FDA registered as a class one medical device. For a limited time, you can get Teeter's upgraded model, the inversion table with traction handles, which are great. You can add some extra uh, decompression there. Easy reach ankle system and stretch max handles, plus a free vibration cushion for the ultimate muscle relaxation. You'll feel great when you get off this. The regular price, folks, is $499, but they're offering it to our listeners for $349, and that's a savings of $150 at Teeter, T-E-E-T-E-R, excuse me, dot com slash Dan, T-E-E-T-E-R dot com slash Dan, T-E-E-T-E-R dot com slash Dan, Teeter dot com slash Dan. Get the inversion table. Plus a free vibration cushion, free shipping, free returns, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Can't beat that. At Teeter.com slash Dan. That's Teeter. Dot com slash Dan. This thing is awesome. All right. So a lot of news. A lot of you are asking me about yeah. the Awan brothers case up on the hill. Here is the inside scoop. First, a little background for some of you that may have missed it. I'm not going to beat this to death. Uh, there were a, a, a bunch of uh, uh, Pakistani brothers and some associates that had been involved as IT uh, folks inside the offices of a number of Democratic congressmen and women up on Capitol Hill. Okay, let's just establish Mm -hmm. that fact. There were credible allegations from a number of people, including an inspector general. In other words, a government law enforcement officer who was looking at this. Mm -hmm. There were some credible allegations of unauthorized access by these Pakistani brothers and some of their associates into the Democratic email systems of these members. Now, this has been a huge scandal. Donald Trump has tweeted about it. Now, it's an even bigger scandal, ladies and gentlemen, because one of the members, one of the members was Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Why does that matter? Debbie Wasserman Schultz, Democratic congresswoman from Florida. 
Debbie Wasserman Schultz was head of the DNC when one of the Pakistani brothers had access to her system and had access to some of the equipment in the allegations, it says. Some of the equipment was DNC equipment. Now, the entire basis for the Russian collusion hoax for Trump has been that the DNC was hacked by the Russians. Right. And that the Russians then worked with Trump. If I, Stop me, Joe, if I'm losing my audience here. But the Russian hack is the basis for those charges that Trump colluded. In other words, the Russians hacked the DNC the, for the emails. The DNCs were distributed somehow with the Trump team to hurt the Hillary campaign. That's the entire basis ladies and gentlemen for the russian collusion fairy tale right you get it you dig yeah now yeah i want to be clear there's no direct proof that uh that the pakistani brothers here were involved in any kind of intrusion into the dnc system but these are very suspicious if if, if anything connections and are worthy of a very sincere um investigation This case, Luke Rosiak from The Daily Caller, who's been doing incredible work on this case, investigating this thing and running this thing down. Rosiak has a great piece up at The Daily Caller today about this plea deal out of nowhere that just comes, Joe, right before, conveniently, uh, yes, the July 4th holiday in news dump time. Nobody is paying attention. People are eating burgers, uh, hot dogs, setting off fireworks. Nobody's listening to the news, Joe. And now we find out, ding, 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 that, oh, there was a plea deal offered to these guys. Yeah, convenient how that happens, isn't it? Now, the plea deal. The plea deal is for a, a low-level fraud charge. There's matter of fact, not only is there are the unauthorized access charges not thoroughly addressed, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, in the actual plea deal, they are played down. And it says, well, we've interviewed a lot of people, and as it turns out, um, you know, it, it doesn't really appear that that, <clears throat> that this there was unauthorized access into these things. Now, they don't address how they got to that other than they say through interviews. Now, folks, here's what I'm hearing. Here's the scoop on this. There are two alternate stories out there right now. So, again, just to establish where we are, these Pakistani brothers, they were credibly accused by an inspector general, the internal affairs for the government. Mm hmm. Accused of unauthorized access into Democratic lawmakers' email and IT systems. This is a big deal. This is Capitol Hill here we're talking about. It's not the local library. Check. Theory number one on this is that, and I, 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 wanna, I just want to say again, it, I, I respect a lot of these people have these theories. I'm not knocking them. I have theories myself people don't like. I'm just telling you what they are, and I'm, I'm going to knock one of them down. The first theory is that this is a genius move by Jeff Sessions. Yeah, I know. I see the look in your yeah. face, Joe. Uh, folks, you know I will defend Sessions when I think it's appropriate, and I won't when I don't. I'm, I'm not uh, you know, virtue signaling to you. I'm just telling you I think, you know, I like to do the facts here. This, this No, this, this this is not a genius move. By, I'm sorry. The DOJ blew it on this. Couple reasons why. Let me lay out the theory first. Okay. There are some folks saying, well, The plea deal was only for charges based in Washington, D.C. That Sessions knows that the D.C., uh, the federal court system in D.C. is going to have a leftward leaning lurch and that by cleaning the clock on these charges in D.C., that there's still uh, the potential for extra charges laid on later that may be charged in a different branch of the federal justice system. Not a different branch. It's the same federal justice system, a different court system. 
you know, you have the you have the you know D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals, Eastern right. District of New York, Southern District of New York, uh, District of Maryland. You get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So the theory here, Joe, is that D.C.'s liberal that they were cleaning out the charges here in D.C. Mm-hmm. and that they were going to then, uh, they, they're looking at charges later on because a lot of uh, uh, the some credible accusations of criminality here had mm-hmm. occurred with these guys outside of the D.C. district being that they were based in Virginia. So in other words, let's get them in a more conservative court system. Folks, I don't believe that one bit. I'm sorry. I'm, 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 I'm not here to spin your wheels. I don't want to waste your time. I get an hour with you all each day, and I want to get you the news of the day. I, I think you can discredit that theory immediately. Number one, my experience with the federal uh, justice system as a federal agent myself, having dealt with it for 12 years, I was involved in multiple, multiple criminal cases, um, some pretty significant ones, by the way. This is not the way you try to get cooperation, and it is certainly not the way um, you you just don't do that. What you don't do is you don't let a guy off the hook on a, on an easy peasy plea deal um, to then go try him later on in a different district. I just I've I've never heard of anything like that. No, me either. I don't. I, I it just doesn't make any sense. I'm trying to give you. You know, I always like to tell stories and analogies, but it's it's kind of like if we I was in the Eastern District in New York. And then a Secret Service agent calls me from the Southern District in New York, which is a little more left-leaning. That's Manhattan and stuff. Eastern District in New York covers Long Island um, and I believe certain portions of Brooklyn. But it would be like, well, listen, we got this guy for a computer fraud, so let's plea all that stuff out in the Southern District and hope later on we find a lesser charge for a victim on Long Island. And we, it would be ridiculous. Why even bother charging them in the Southern District then? It doesn't make sense. You, you see what I'm saying, Joe? Just take the whole case to Long Island. It makes zippo sense, folks. You understand it makes zero sense at all to do that. Does that analogy work, Joe? It's like, don't, yeah. don't even charge him at all. Right, we're exactly. going to charge him in the Southern District. We're going to waste everybody's time. We're going to get a, a United States attorney on the case. Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to use the FBI and Secret Service office. We're going to do a six, seven-month investigation. We're going to compile a sentencing report and all this stuff at the end to arrange a plea deal to what? Go charge him again in the Eastern District later? It makes zero sense. Yeah, redick, redick. Yeah, yeah, it's nonsense, garbage, right. absurd. I don't. I'm sorry, I don't believe it at all. This is they, they, the Justice Department, completely dropped the ball. Secondly, it. I don't believe it's a coincidence that the lawyer representing the Pakistani brother in the case, who was involved in this, uh, you know. Uh, claims of unauthorized access into the house uh, technology system, IT system, an email system, and the server access. The lawyer is a Clintonista. Ah, uh, crap. You're darn right. There's absolutely. <laughs> See, I'm glad we got to change that. Now it's a little bit. Flows a bit. We got practice the first time. Now it's a little better, right? Um, there is a Clinton Easter, ladies and gentlemen. The Clinton team and the Clinton Easters obviously have an interest right now in making this case go away. I told you the whole Russian collusion fairy tale, the entire thing is based on this DNC hack thing. They want to keep the focus on Donald Trump. They don't want to keep open any possibilities that the DNC emails weren't hacked. Or that the DNC emails and the taking of the DNC emails may have been an inside job. Nobody's interested in that conversation at all because the entire collusion fairy tale would fall apart. There's no way this Clinton lawyer representing these guys is going to agree to a plea deal that would in any way damage the Democrat Party. None. The Democrats, the Clintons, Debbie Wasserman Schultz, none. Remember, also... 
the Clintons hijacked the Democrat Party mm-hmm. during the presidential primary process. They were leaked. Uh, they were leaked debate questions. They had uh, hijacked it by giving them money, the PR apparatus. Uh, the Clintons owned the Democrat Party. They, you know, mm-hmm. listen, I'm no fan of Bernie Sanders, but let me be candid with you. We'll get to him later, by the way. But Bernie got screwed. Yeah. Big time. Bernie got the shaft. He did. The Clinton, the entire Clinton machine had had hijacked the Democrat Party, the PR machine. They had hijacked every portion of the Democrat Party relevant to winning that. The process, the money-making process, everything. Debbie Wasserman Schultz was in charge. This is the connection. Was in charge of the DNC at the time. There's no way a Clinton lawyer representing him is going to work on any deal or agree to any deal that is going to require the information to become public. They just wanted this thing done with. Now... You may be saying to yourself, okay, Dan, if you don't believe that theory, then it still doesn't make any sense. Why not then just go after these guys if you believe there was something there? Mm-hmm. Here's what I'm, I can only relay to you what I'm hearing from very, very credible sources on, on, on the inside there. Number one, the Democrats are desperate to make this go away. This is a huge scandal. And by the way, folks, forget what the Washington Post and New York Times say. Right now, they're like, it's another conspiracy. The Washington Post and the New York Times themselves are a conspiracy theory. The conspiracy theory is that they're actual journalism. That's the biggest conspiracy theory of all, that the Washington Post and the New York Times pretend to be actual journalists. That's a conspiracy theory, okay? <laughs> so just so you know where we're going with that one. Yeah. Um, But they're trying to say, oh, look, this is all debunked now. It's not debunked, okay? The inspector general, a law enforcement official, is the one who put this out there, that there was potential unauthorized access by these people into the system. It's not me making this up. You can read this stuff yourself. Read any of the pieces by Luke Rosiak on this. So getting to the point, I don't believe uh, theory number one. Theory number two, which I'm leaning more towards based on uh, solid sourcing here, is that the Democrats, in conjunction with swamp rat Republicans in the House, desperately want this thing to go away. Now, before I get to that, Rosiak's piece in the Daily Caller, which is a terrific read, it's up at the show notes today at Bongino.com. As always, if you get the chance, subscribe to my email list on the website. I will email you these articles every day. Helps us get the info out. Rosiak has a great piece, Joe, and if you read the end of the piece, it's critical. He's like slips it in at the end. He says, well, there's something out there that uh, there's a there's a, something in the he gets from a source that the Democrats don't want to press charges on this thing at all, which is not surprising. That shouldn't surprise yeah, anyone. No, that doesn't surprise me. No, you need a you know, you need a complainant. Right. And if Joe was robbed and Joe says, I don't want to press charges, there's no one to press charges. There's not going to be a robbery charge against a guy who robbed Joe. Right. That's not surprising at all that the Democrats, because they want the story to go away for all the reasons I just laid out. But what's disturbing to me, ladies and gentlemen, is I'm getting some traffic here from some beeps, people, that House leadership on the Republican side want this thing to go away, too. Hmm. Now, is this a swamp thing? In other words, it would be irresponsible for me to put that out there and not at least give you By the way, these are credible people. These aren't jokers who are saying this. This isn't like some online blog with three followers. Uh, This is the these are credible people who are saying that the House leadership, it, it may be a swamp type thing where they're kind of protecting their own. I mean, we're under the illusion, Joe. 
many of us, not the listeners to this show, but mm-hmm. many others out there who don't listen to the show, that there is some kind of an adversarial relationship between Democrats and Republicans up on the Hill. There's right. an ideologically adversarial relationship. But when it comes to protecting the swamp and members that may have some potential criminal liability in the infiltration of the Democrats IT system up on the Hill, people who may have hired these guys, people who may have failed to vet them people who have paid them, people who ignored the warning signs. You get where I'm going with this show? That when it comes to protecting themselves, to use a chess analogy I use often, which is often uh, misinterpreted by the imbeciles at Media Matters, they want to protect the crown. And the crown is not Democrat versus Republican. It's protect our little like almost semi-lifetime sinecures here as congressmen. Right. They don't want to expose their own. So I'm getting from uh, from some good folks here, just so you understand, that not only the Democrats not want to press charges, but the Republicans are not pushing them on pressing charges either, and that they really want to make the whole thing go away, and that certain members of House leadership have said, hey, that's their thing. Let them handle it on their own. I guess, Joe, expecting when they're accused of criminality later, the Republicans, that the Democrats will extend them the same courtesies, which they will not. The swamp is a one-way affair. Big government Democrats love the swamp. Big government Republicans love Democrats who love the swamp. Folks, this case is a big deal. It's a huge scandal. It's been a huge scandal because the Washington Post insists it's a conspiracy theory should be meaningless to you. It is meaningless to me. This is crap. All right, just so I wrap it up on that, that's the theme. Theory number one, this is... This is great. They're going to move him out of this liberal D.C. district. They're going to get him into Virginia. They're going to prosecute them later. I, I don't buy any of it. Um, if I, you know, I'll stand corrected later on if I, it turns out to be false. I don't buy that at all. Um, I buy theory number two, which is very credible to me, which is that the swamp wants this thing to go away. The Democrats are not acting as complainants in this. They're going to, they're going to, you're not going to press any charges on this. Um, and that, uh, and that the house leadership on the Republican side in conjunction with their Democrat, uh, sick offense and buddies up there are just protecting the swamp. This is an abomination. And folks, I have no, you know, whereas I've been, somewhat easy on sessions on on what I think Huber and others are doing on the right because I still believe that by the way I don't know what they were thinking Mm. I have no idea what they were thinking on this there's no excuse for this and you know it's 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 I don't respond very well to pressure campaigns when I believe I have the facts and a lot of people tried to you know beat me down on the session stuff in this case you would be absolutely right this I have no idea what they were thinking zero this is there's no excuse to not fully go forward with this case. None. The only good news is that they didn't. The, the other charges are still out there. I mean, they can they can still pretend they can still charge them with other things. I mean, just because they took a plea to a, a fraud deal doesn't mean that the other charges uh, that, that could be out there if, invest, if a proper investigation is conducted um, aren't uh, aren't available in the future. But Man. yeah. Uh, just a, a, a total, you know, a complete disgrace. What's breaking my heart here is that it's starting to look like there really are different laws for different people. Dude, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. It's like justice isn't blind. It's just blind to Democrats. And, and I understand why so many of you. And I, and ladies and gentlemen, listen, I, I have um, not to get off on a tangent here, but I have no good news for you with that. When it comes to this terrestrial earth we live on, I'm not trying to get metaphysical Tony Robbins type with you here, but. You know, I have no good news there. 
I'm not, you know, this is, this isn't like the, the, the Dan Bongino feel good hour. Right. This is the Dan Bongino show. So you have the facts. You need to fight the fights. We need to fight to get our fingers dirty and do what's right. And you know what? Sometimes the information just stinks, man. I'm sorry. It just stinks really bad. And Joe, you're right. This just really stinks. And I, you know, I don't mean to depress you after the 4th of July, but you shouldn't. I've, I've said to you over and over, it's all about the dance. It's all about the fight. And these are the fights we got to take on. You should be asking your congressman now and asking your senators, what the hell's going on with that case? Mm-hmm. Why is nothing being done? Why was nothing done? Is there going to be further prosecutions? I want to know what's going on with the case. You know, it's the sacrifice that matters and the time we have to put into this to stay on top of this stuff. And just, you know, just... Thank God every night for the opportunity to be involved in a fight that matters. And this is just another reason to get back into the fray. This is ridiculous what happened in this case. Absolutely ridiculous. And and just again, disregard the media completely. This conspiracy theory, it's a total joke. The Washington Post and the New York Times should not be trusted at all. They don't even do basic journalism, so forget them. All right. uh, I got a lot more to get to, including the hit job on Jim Jordan and another piece of evidence folks that the Mueller probe is a complete total scam i i but joe i think even the press is waking up to this a little bit i'll, I'll get to that in a second yeah hey uh we the people holsters another one of our favorite sponsors out there this month we've got to show some love to the female listeners out there ladies it is truly sad and unfair that you have to be vigilant 24 7 in regards to your personal safety we hate that conservative women are facing unique obstacles lately in defense of their beliefs that's true by the way Sarah Sanders couldn't even wouldn't even serve her in a restaurant alongside their right to self-defense ladies don't let your experiences go discounted due to the political climate or because of leftist identity politics they write that we the people these guys agree as a husband and a father I want all the women in my family to be properly armed and prepared for if and when scenarios we the people holsters are custom made holsters made in the great old usa they design their own holsters in-house they don't use third-party molds they make them right there in las vegas they cut every mold to fit each gun perfectly get that nice click when you put it in there that way you know it's safe and secure they update designs they change their designs they get new designs every month keeps them up to date when they say their designs are in-house and they use their own molds, they are not kidding. They have their own 3D design team. Measures each gun for the perfect fit. Has an adjustable cant. Adjustable ride for comfort on that holster. You can't beat it. The adjustable cant and the ride, you can do it because they designed their own clip. They have four holes on their clip that match up with the four on the holster. So you can not only adjust the cant, but adjust the ride as well. If you want to adjust the tension on that clip, it's simple. It's just one screw. Tighten one screw, you're done. It's that simple. They have custom printed designs in-house. The thin blue line, the red line, a lot of designs for women too. They have the Constitution, Camo, American Flag. These are all women designs, uh, female designs. Well, every woman loves thin blue line, American Flag, and other stuff. Check it out. Their holsters are priced at just $34. Every holster comes with a lifetime guarantee. Every holster ships free. If it's not a perfect fit, send it back for a refund. Here is the uh, the website, wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Use promo code Dan and get a load of this. You'll get $10 off, which makes the holster just $24 with free shipping. This holster, I love this holster. They sent me one a while ago. It's so comfortable. I scrapped my other one, which I rarely do. Uh, it's so good. Wethepeopleholsters.com slash Dan. Check it out. Okay. Um so, uh, again, uh, more breaking news that happened over the July 4th holiday here. So, And, and that's kind of convenient, again, that that whole Awan Brothers plea happened right before. Folks, it's a scam. It's a total, We are getting so worked lately. Uh, oh, man, I'm sorry. I hate to keep getting sidetracked, but I'm so 
I'm really ticked off about this. This is another reason. Show up at the midterms, vote all of these dogs out of office again. All of them. If we can get Trump elected in 2020 and he keep the House and the Senate in the midterms, we will finally have time to flesh out the DOJ. Remember, folks, these people can't stay around forever. Right. Human beings live, what, on average, I don't know, 75, 80 yeah, years? Something like that. They only work about 25, 30, 40. That, you know, and, then, and then they retire. If we get Trump elected and we win the midterms, remember, the swamp will slowly but surely drain out. It'll have to. There's folks are not going to stay around forever. This is another reason to do that. Convenient. Like, right? oh, yeah, let's announce the plea mm-hmm. deal right before the July 4th holiday. Give me a break. Um, another interesting development, and by interesting, I mean horrible, pathetic, uh, and a disgusting hit job uh, done on Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is a very conservative member of the House from Ohio. Um, I'm just going to say this. I know Jim Jordan. I'm not name dropping. I'm not trying to impress you. Nobody cares, me included. I'm just telling you, Jim Jordan is one of the best of the best. Jim Jordan is a a, a morally upstanding individual. He is an enormous pro-life advocate. He is one of the most respected members up on the Hill. Um, he is a guy who genuinely I didn't throw that in there haphazardly because a lot of fakes up there genuinely gives a, 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 mm, about the conservative movement and conservative principles. He's been there for me and many other candidates on the conservative side and conservative activists when it mattered. He's been all over this Russian collusion case. I would prefer him to be the Speaker of the House. He's that good. Well, Jim Jordan must be gaining some momentum, Joe, for Speaker mm. of the House, because what happens? We find out again. I'm in the gym. A lot of stuff happens when I'm in the gym. I'm in the gym doing kettlebell swings the other day. My back is killing me. My hamstrings. I'm eight minutes into a 10-minute round of swings with the 82-pound kettlebell. I look over for a newsletter. Jim Jordan accused of covering up uh, sexual misconduct when he was the wrestling coach. Uh, was it at Ohio State or one of those universities? I'm like, Whoa. Wow. So I start reading this story and I'm looking at it. And by the way, I have another piece in the show notes. Please read it. You can read the backgrounds of the people accusing him of this. There's two people, by the way. And there's other people who immediately jump to his defense. But that's not what caught my eye, Joe. What do I always tell you about investigative cases? Remember the names. Remember the names. Remember the names. Remember the names. When you memorize the names of people involved in criminal cases, involved in cases in general, when they creep up later, automatically things will jump out to you that sound suspicious. So I'm reading through the story about these accusations against Jim Jordan. I'm telling you, this is only because he's gaining steam for Speaker of the House and liberals are terrified. And who is the law firm heavily involved in the investigation of these charges? Perkins Coie. I saw you. I see producer Joe creeping on that soundboard. I knew you were going there. That's what, <laughs> Perkins Cooey. Perkins Cooey again. Perkins Cooey, the law firm, by the way, involved in the Russian collusion scandal. Perkins Cooey, who's hired a bunch of former Obama White House counsels. Perkins Cooey, that was hired by uh, Obama for America, which turned into organizing for America, Obama's campaign arm later on. A Perkins Cooey that's been heavily involved in the Democrat Party. Perkins Cooey, who hired who? Oh, Fusion GPS, the company the Clintons were using. 
using to dig up dirt on Donald Trump. That Perkins Coie. Mm. That's the team marshalling the investigation. Folks, this is a Democrat hit job. This is a joke. Uh, I'm telling you right now, Jordan is gathering steam. The liberals can't stand them. They want, this is why I tied these two stories together. They want House leadership on the Republican side, Joe, that's willing to, air quotes here, Joe, play ball with them. Whether it's on the Iwan Brothers scandal, hey, we got this. We're the Democrats. We'll take care of this. Oh, leave it up to the Democrats. They're going to take care of this. Jim Jordan is not going to play ball with anyone. Jim Jim Jordan is going to play ball only with the conservative movement. And it has liberals terrified that this guy could be the next speaker. They desperately needed to take him out. And what do you know? conveniently, you know, right before we may see some kind of momentum gathering for Jordan to be the Speaker of the House, Perkins Coie's involved in an investigation that determines he was covering up some allegations. Now, you know, to give you a full scope of the story, and listen, any of these allegations, of course, should always be taken seriously. I mean that, of course. I mean, you know, we, this is at that part of it, um, it goes without saying. What makes the allegation suspicious is the background of the accusers and people on the other side defending Jordan who say, because there was, there was one of the doctor, by the way, involved in this. It was a, a doctor who was accused of inappropriate touching on members of the Ohio uh, state wrestling team. The doctor has since killed himself. And the allegation is that Jordan should have known about it and didn't. Jordan insists, I believe credibly, he had no idea that there was no way for him to know. The accusers say, no, he knew and kind of brushed this stuff away. Listen, like I said, I know Jordan. I I know the kind of guy he is. I know that spirituality factors heavily into his life. I don't believe that for a second that he knew this was going on. Not for a second. And the fact that Perkins Cooey is involved to me just stinks. This Folks, they're involved in in, in, you name a a Democrat. a, a Democrat accusation or a Russian collusion angle, and Perkins Coie always seems to show up. Yeah, always. always. Right, yeah. isn't it? And then the Obama's team, the OFA, made that $700,000 payment to them right before the Russian collusion scandal started. The Organizing for America, which was the leftover campaign arm of them. Perkins Coie was the one that hired Fusion GPS to go investigate Donald Trump and Russia ties, the fusion GPS of the infamous dossier um, infamy. I I don't buy it, folks. I'm sorry. It sounds to me like a complete Democrat hit job, and it's really, really disappointing, Um, horribly disappointing. All right. Folks, the Democrat Party, um, it's, it's getting worse, and I'm a little worried, and you should be too. Um, I'm, I'm worried because, you know, Bill Clinton from Bill Clinton on for as much as I don't like the Clintons at all. I think that's patently obvious if you're a regular listener to the show. One thing about the Clinton presidency and the Democrat Party in those days through the Democrat leadership uh, committee, which had tried to bring the Democrats back from the Walter Mondale crazy far left radical days, the Democrat leaders, the DLC had tried to bring them back. They realized they couldn't win national elections. Bill Clinton, again, I'm not a fan of Clinton. Don't take this the wrong way. Don't email me nasty grams. I'm not defending them. I'm just saying Clinton understood that the Democrat Party had moved way far left. He was a Southern Democrat, and he understood that they needed to anchor them back to the middle in order to win national elections, which they did under him. That movement is almost completely disappeared and gone away, folks. The Democrats have entirely forfeited the middle ground to the Republicans, 
and the Democrats are lurching farther and farther left. And the problem I have with this and the reason I'm worried is the media, no, they always have done this, but now the media is doubling down on celebrating far left radical ideology, which by uh, by default means the diminution of individual liberty, forfeiting of your gun rights, forfeiting of your money, forfeiting of your health care, forfeiting of your kids' education. You would think the media would be remotely curious about this. They're not. Now, ever since the love affair with Bernie Sanders, we've seen this, but now they're doubling down. And there's a new love affair with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who won the Democrat nomination in a huge upset over Joe Crowley in New York Congressional District 14. They love uh, Miss Cortez. Love her. She is the new face of the party. And now, in case you're saying, well, Dan, it's a fringe element. Um, and, you know, she's although she's a, a socialist, supports socialist ideas and was backed by the Sanders team. This isn't really a mainstream Democrat position, really, because Joe sent me a fascinating little piece of sound from Tom Perez, who runs the DNC right now. And here's Tom Perez talking about Ocasio. Our daughters, uh, one just graduated college, one is in college, and they were both uh, uh, texting me about their excitement over Alexandria because you know, she really she represents the future of our party. Oh, she does, well, does now. she? This is, Joe, the Democrat cult of personality. Again, we've seen this over and over and over with the Democrats. What do I mean by the cult of personality? I mean, they fall in love with the person and not mm-hmm. the ideas. The ideas Ocasio-Cortez are supporting are deadly. Oh, Dan, that's, that's, a, that's, too, that's a bridge too far. No, it's not. The ideas she, are, she is supporting, socialism, the government confiscation of the means of production in society or the regulatory control of them through regulations and heavy taxation is quite literally a deadly policy which will get people killed. You will be you will either be uh, forced to ration your own health care um, socialism in in uh, in its advanced stages where they start stealing people's farms and, and stealing people's factories, forcing them to work. You may say, oh, that couldn't happen in the United States. It's happening in Venezuela right now. These are the ideas these people are advocating for, ladies and gentlemen. We act as if human history is so unmalleable. People can be persuaded that this stuff works. They were persuaded in Venezuela. Now they're starving to death. This isn't a joke. It's not like, oh, love the Dan just gaff off. That's the head of the Democrat Party. Ocasio-Cortez is the future of the party. She's a socialist. Now, I bring it up because I even have people on my email. I can't believe it, Joe. Even after doing yeah. the show last, um, what was it, Monday? I don't know. Where we explain the difference between socialism right. and communism. And the difference is there right. is none. Uh, I'm still getting emails from people trying to explain to me the nuances of the differences between socialism and communism. Ladies and gentlemen, I get it. I'm not new to this. I know you aren't. I'm not trying to disrespect your intellect or the work you've done. Well, Marx, here's the here's the Marx Engels reader. Let me here's the the bottom line here. And and you need to go no further. Don't play the liberal game that there's a difference between socialism and communism. The reason liberals want you to believe there's a distinction between socialism, communism and democratic socialism is because it's it's on it's a climb is what it is. It's, It's basically one to the next to the next by getting you to believe that there's a distinction as they creep over to the next one. There is no distinction. It all involves the government control of your life. That's it. 
Saying, well, you know, communism is a political system and socialism is an economic system is utter nonsense. There, as I explained to you last week, I'm not going to repeat it again. There is no difference between political and economic freedom. None. When your political freedom is taken away, your economic freedom comes next because you you you're ruled by tyrants. You have no political freedom. They will confiscate your assets. There is no doubt about it. When your economic freedom is taken away and you have to forfeit your money, your property and your time to the government, it doesn't matter who you can vote for. If you vote for Joe or Bob or Tony, it doesn't make a difference. They all own you. It doesn't matter. There is no significant distinction between political and economic freedom. Read The Road to Serfdom by Friedrich Hayek if you think there's a difference there. The media wants you to believe there's a difference. I'm still getting emails from people saying, oh, don't worry about Ocasio-Cortez. You don't understand communism, Dan. Communism is this. You're allowed to own private property in socialism, but you're not in a communist system, which is a political. Guys, please stop sending me this garbage. This is nonsense. The Democrats want you to believe that. It is not true. Let me explain to you. Listen, I'm not friends with the guy anymore because he took a cheap shot at me on Twitter, which I really ticked me off, by the way. But his work is very good. Um, Kevin Williamson, who used to work at National Review, tried to go over to the Atlantic and was blacklisted, mm-hmm. um, does do some good work. And he has a book out there. It's been out for a while. What is it? The Idiot's Guide to Socialism or something like that. It's good. It's actually pretty funny. Um, it's very readable. And it's not um, It's not written in like manifesto format. It's written in like almost like a... Uh, subchapters that are disconnected from each other, which is good because you don't have to read the book all at once. If you're busy, you can read chapter six and one, but it's a very good book. Uh, believe me, I cringe after the guy's cheap shot at me. I cringe promoting his stuff, but he is good and it's only fair to say that. And, you know, I can't let my personal gripes get in the way of you getting better information. But one of the points he makes in there repeatedly is that the Democrats' new form of socialism, or what they'll call Joe Democratic yeah. Socialism, which is a nonsense term. It's all one clear path towards the government confiscation of your liberty is, okay. we're not going to own the means of production. I've explained this a few times on the show, but it's important. Democratic socialism, what they'll tell you is the difference is we don't own the means of production anymore as the government. We're just going to provide a lot of free stuff. Okay, that's not what happens. Here's what democratic socialism really is. Old school socialism, which was the hard government confiscation of Joe Armacost, Inc., Joe's Mm -hmm. equipment, and you would work for the government. Remember the joke, the government I, pretended to pay us, we pretended pretend to work, to work for, the for them. <laughs> we pretend to work for them, right? That's hard socialism. The Democrats realized after the fall of the Soviet Union, and that's why the term socialism, this is important here, the word games they play, don't miss this. The term socialism, they had to put a modifier in front of it, democratic socialism, because as Joe and I, who are in our 40s and 50s, realize if you were born any time in the 70s or even in the early 80s, you remember socialism as being the, the uh, Union of Soviet Socialist Republics. In other words, in, you know, in other words, what Russia is to the USSR, which was a much bigger landmass at the time. But you remember the collapse of the Soviet Union. They remember the collapse of the Berlin Wall. Mm-hmm. To us, Joe, in our generation, would you? And if I'm wrong, correct me. You're a little mm-hmm. older than I am here, Joe. After the fall of the Soviet Union and 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 hearing the stories and and the deprivation and the mm. poverty that socialism had call has caught had caused, if you were our age and lived through that, which we did, you were pretty much an imbecile to perform. Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't know any other yeah. way to say it. It's the only way you were an idiot to support. So you would be laughed out of polite imbecile, company. Dope, I'm serious, moron, folks. Idiot, yeah. dope. Like it was only the fringe 
five, six, seven, eight yeah. percent of the Democrat Party that would even open their mouths about socialism after the fall of the Berlin Wall. It was clear it was an utter, complete failure. It was clear yeah. as day. So the Democrats, in the, but they were never going to give up their their desire for your freedom and liberty. You understand that, folks, right? They, they never... Socialism is their goal because it is government planners, big government bureaucrats controlling your life. They were never going to give that up, but they had a word problem. They couldn't use the term because people be like, so, socialism, what are you, an idiot? What do you mean? Like the entire system that just collapsed in the Soviet Union? You mean that system? You would be laughed out of it. So they needed modifiers. So liberalism became progressivism. Socialism became democratic socialism. In other words, let's put a modifier in front of it and make it seem that this is voted on by the people. Folks, that's not it. Socialism is socialism. Now, getting back to the Kevin, Kevin Williams, I didn't lose myself. I had to set that up because the, the words matter. So just so we're clear, they had to put the modifier in front of it to make it seem like it was something different than actual hard government control of your life. It's not. What Williamson explains is democratic socialism, people smartened up a little bit, Joe. Government planners, uh, big government state liberals and socialists realized that the government controlling outright the means of production was a complete total mm. failure. Because what would happen if I steal Joe's production company here? Joe Joe works with us here at the, the Bongino podcast, obviously. Mm. And Joe works for the government. Joe is not going to get up every morning to produce for the government. The product's going to stink. It's going to fail. And who is going to blame who? The people are going to blame the government, which is what happened in the Soviet Union when people got yes. tired of it which is what's happening. <laughs> People got sick of that. So in order to avoid the government being blamed for these failures and a, and a massive backlash against the government as an organizing force in your life, they engaged in what Williamson describes as like a new form of socialism. And the new form of socialism, this is genius, is we don't have to own it, Joe. We don't have to confiscate Joe Armacost's production studio and make him work for us. If we regulate the snot out of Joe and we tax him at hugely confiscatory rates, we already own Joe. If I lay out the rules for Joe, Joe, you can't do this. You will produce liberal content as well as conservative content. <laughs> you, uh, you will turn over 80% of your earnings to the government. What's the beauty in this? The beauty in this is twofold. They already own him. This is why you get Don't get confused. Oh, it's democratic socialism. They're not really taking over the means of production. They're taking over Joe. It's the same thing. But second, so point number one, they own Joe. Whether they own him by contract or they own him by force or they own him by fiat or regulation, they own you. Secondly, if Joe fails, which he will, because he's not going to want to taxes to pay 80% of his earnings to the government, so he's going to slow down his workload, which is why taxes produces massive disincentive to work, yes. right? If it fails, the beauty of it is the government doesn't take the blame. What do they do? They do what Maduro and uh, Chavez did and are doing right now in Venezuela. They blame the greedy uh, capitalists. Isn't that yeah. great? This is so this, wonderful for the socialists or the democratic socialists, isn't true. it? Yes. This, this, <laughs> this is true. This is, this is what they're doing now. Listen to the words of Maduro. The, the, the Venezuelan strongman who has now destroyed one of the world's formerly largest and most vibrant economies in Venezuela. He has completely destroyed it by taking Chavez socialism and moving even harder to the left. 
He's blaming it on greedy capital Capitalist. capitalists yeah. and speculators. It's just it's unbelievable. It's just there, there is no capitalism in Venezuela right now. And he's blaming it. On, this is the genius of Williamson's yeah. point that the Democrats now understand that it's, this is just a rhetorical difference alone. We can't call it socialism. Let's call it democratic socialism. And that's, let's not confiscate private property. Let's just tax and regulate it to death. So we don't have to own it. If it fails, we'll take the blame. But we own it anyway. And then if it fails, we can blame the greedy capitalists. And then we can take over even more uh, portions of the economy, more portions of civil public life this is absurd you are being worked over you are being lied to there is no difference i'm begging you send me all the emails you want i put my email out there for a reason it's on the website i appreciate all the commentary i'm just saying do you understand you are playing into a leftist game by continuing to insist to me that there is no substantive difference uh excuse me that there's a, see i'm even um i'm falling into my own uh, uh, theory there that there there's a big difference between socialism democratic socialism and communism there is not bottom line it is all about control that is it it is about the government control of your life your assets your work your kids and the education system assuming that there's the difference is this well you know in one we can vote vote you can vote for what what are you voting for the government already owns you oh well in in the other one you're allowed to own private property Oh, but what happens to the private? Joe owns private property. I'm looking at it right now. He has a microphone. He has a studio. He has a couple computers. He has a computer for the drops. Oh, Joe owns the private property. Yeah, but in democratic socialism, he has to pay 80% of his earnings to the government. And the use of that private property is heavily regulated by the government who tells him exactly how he can use it. Oh, but he still owns it. You don't own squat. He owns nothing. Don't fall into the trap. This is all about control. That's it. It's as simple as that. And the fact that the Democrat Party, one last point on this that relates, let me tie this up, that relates to the opening soundbite. The reason the Democrats are now not running from the term socialism anymore, or democratic socialism, there's no difference. The reason they're not doing it, Joe, is because this next generation of voters, these millennials, did not see what you and I saw. And the press continues, at least in intensity, to play down the Venezuelan crisis. There will be stories out there. I'm not going to smoke you up. But this, this should be the biggest story on the front page of every paper from now till the end of time. Socialism, the decimation, the destruction, the poverty, the deprivation in Venezuela as a warning sign to humankind to not replicate this system anywhere else. The media has done no such thing. You get lip service type stories. You'll hear them once in a while, but there is no media focus on the destructive governing system they chose in socialism and how we should run away from it here. It is not editorializing to state the obvious. They think the millennials have forgotten about the Soviet Union because they didn't live through it. And they know that teachers yeah. in high school, I got an email from a teacher the other day saying that, oh, the Soviet Union's failure was largely just due to some bad planning. It wasn't the system. Oh, okay, whatever. I mean, you, but this is just disgusting what's happening. They understand that these kids are not going to be taught the truth. Folks, get in your kids' ears, man. Please. I talk to my daughter every day about this. I'm not, this isn't parenting school. I'm just telling you, get in their ears every day. Socialism, democratic socialism, communism, there is no substantive difference at all. It is strictly about control of your life, your assets, and your health care. That's all it is. How they get there and what the path is is entirely irrelevant. It is the end goal of all of those systems to control you. That is it. That all ends in one spot, walking right off the control cliff. Don't make any mistake. That was a good cut this morning, Joe. I no, appreciate thanks. that. Hey, um, 
I have another story in the show notes today on this too, before I move on to Vexelberg and another uh, Mueller. <laughs> if you're still being suckered by this, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, especially if you're a listener to the show. Um, so Bernie Sanders, a big advocate for single payer. There's a story by uh, Sally Pipes in Washington Examiner today. I have in the show notes. I want you to read it short. It's sweet, but it talks about the cost of single payer Medicare for all healthcare in the United States. Now, one, I'm not trying to criticize her, but one error I think she makes in the piece, she quotes the cost as $32 trillion, which is an outrageous amount of money. We'd be bankrupt almost instantaneously. And that's great. I'm glad she did that. But one of the mistakes I think we frequently make in these pieces is we don't describe why. It's not just that it costs a lot. It's that it's inefficient, folks. It's not that it costs a lot. Everything costs a lot. It's that the healthcare system compared to free market control cannot possibly work because it's a government payer. Remember, you always have to explain to your friends, it's not that government healthcare costs more. Yes, that's bad enough. It's that it costs more and you, you get a double whammy and you get less. Remember Milton Friedman, the four ways to spend money. The fourth way, which is the most inefficient, other people spending mother, other people's money on other people. When the government spends other people's money on other people, neither cost nor quality matter. It's not just, that's the government, that's single payer healthcare. It's not just that the cost is high, it's that the quality of the medicine stinks too. That's the double whammy. Don't get exclusively lost in the cost because then people come back. Your liberal friends, oh, you can't put a price on a human life. No, you can. We do it every day. You do it every single day. People get on planes every single day of their lives knowing there's potential that they can, mm-hmm. that it can crash. Why? Because it's worth more to them to get on the plane than to miss the trip or miss the vacation. They're willing to pay the cost. It's Folks, that's just a yep. fact of life. Don't be a liberal idiot who lives in a cocoon. We put a cost on something every day. It's not just the cost. It's the fact that you're paying $32 trillion for a crap system where the quality doesn't matter because you're not even paying for it. You're paying for it through a third party, the government, who doesn't care about your health care. That's, that's always lost in these pieces. But read the piece. It's a pretty good one. Um, I have another piece in there, and this will be the final story of the day. Uh, from the AP, which I may or may not finally be waking up to some angles in this Mueller probe that, if you're a listener to this show, um, candidly is old news. And I mean that in a mm-hmm. good way. What have I constantly told you about the Mueller probe? Folks, it is a distraction. I was talking to a guy yesterday, a um, f- new friend I'd met. And he was asking me what the purpose of the Mueller probe is. I said, it is to keep attention on the Trump team, specifically to keep attention away from the Clinton mm. team. All of the people they're investigating, most of them have significant ties to the Clintons. They are investigating people that have very suspicious ties to the Clintons, but they're investigating them for ties to the Trump team. Article in AP today. I may go into this a little more tomorrow, too, depending on what breaks overnight. Talking about how this Russian oligarch is under investigation now uh, for ties to the United States. And he's been sanctioned by the Trump team, by the way, which was a beautiful move because it forced the AP to cover this. I'm thinking the AP may finally be looking at something. Now, his name is Victor Vexelberg, a name you've heard often on this show before. Now, listen, the AP is from the AP piece. The 61-year-old billionaire burnished his reputation in the West in 2010 when he was appointed president of the Skolkovo Foundation, a nonprofit initiative funded by the Russian government and private investors to build a high-technology research hub aimed at luring digital entrepreneurs to Russia. Now, 
It's funny how the AP mentions that, but doesn't mention anything else about Skolkovo. <laughs> anything else, right. I mean, with regards to its ties to the Clintons. It does get into some other stuff in a second, which I'll, I'll quote to be fair to the piece. But Vexelberg is being investigated for some payments made to Trump's former lawyer, Michael Cohen. Granted, um, if, if there's some illegality there, that run with it. I'm not, you know, sitting here. I don't know Michael Cohen. I have no yeah. idea who he is. But Vexelberg's being investigated for his ties to Michael Cohen and the Trump team? He was president of Skolkovo. I told you over and over, don't ever forget Skolkovo. The Skolkovo project, 17 of the 20 plus companies involved in the Skolkovo project, which was a Russian effort to put a technology hub in Russia, 17 of those 20 plus companies donated heavily to the Clinton Foundation, which was the Clinton Foundation was unquestionably aware and the Clintons, Hillary herself, of what was going on in Russia. Remember them with the Russian right. reset? Vexelberg was the president of Skolkovo. Why does that matter? Ladies and gentlemen, it matters to quote the AP piece. Maybe some eyes are opening up over there. That the Skolkovo Foundation, I'm quoting, may be a means for the Russian government to access our nation's sensitive or classified research development facilities and dual-use technologies, wrote Lucia Ziobro, assistant special agent in charge of the FBI's Boston office. Oh, oh, isn't that interesting? Isn't that fascinating? So now we find out that uh, a uh, the Skolkovo Foundation, which was a Russian technology project that uh, started up right around the time of the Russian, quote, reset, Hillary Clinton was involved with. And by the way, the companies involved in that technology hub in Russia donated to the Clintons. Now we find out from U.S. intelligence and the FBI that it was likely a project to steal our technology for dual use military technology for the Russians so they could basically threaten the United States. But yes. Yes, let's investigate Vexelberg for a payment he made to Michael Cohen and some independent, uh, some corporation, some corporate entity Cohen set up. You see where I'm going with this? They're investigating Trump for a traffic ticket while ignoring the fact that the Hillary Clinton team may have been may have been involved in some heavy duty influence operations with Russians. Does this case not make perfect sense now? The Clintons had a feeling that if they lost, this Russian thing was going to be a big deal. They had to know that. So what did they do? They invented this whole Russian collusion fairy tale. They bring Bob Mueller on board. Bob Mueller investigates people who are involved with the Clintons, but investigates them with ties to the Trump team. Now, some of these people are saying, oh, this is evidence that Mueller's looking into the Clinton team, too. Ah, BS. I don't buy it. I don't buy it one bit. There is nobody on the inside leaking that out at all that anybody in the Clinton orbit like Vexelberg is under investigation for Clinton stuff. If it happens, I'll correct it on the show happily. I'd be the best day of my life. It's not happening. I think what's happening is they're investigating these people saying, hey, Vic, Vic, hey, Vic, hey, shift, hey, shift, hey, hey, Vicky bots. Here's how this is going to go down, Victor. We're looking at you if for this stuff. For this payment to the Cohen Foundation. By the way, you're going to keep your mouth shut about that other stuff, right? I mean, maybe they're not saying it directly because they don't want to be implicated themselves. I mean, there are, you know, I don't do conspiracy theory stuff, but I think there's got to be a hint there that, you know, we may give you a slap on the wrist for this thing with Trump, but we're going to keep quiet about the other stuff. 
the Skolkovo Foundation, the donations to the Clinton Foundation. It, listen, I'm dead serious. If it comes out later that Mueller is, in fact, a white hat and a good guy and is investigating these people for their Clinton ties, too, and charges come down later, I will stand fully corrected. You will, All the people who put that out there, you will have my, a big round of applause. It'll be a great day for the United States. I'm telling you from people I know, people I trust, that that is not what's happening. The Mueller probe is hitting these people with ties to the Clintons on stuff related to Trump. And I believe it's to shut them up and to, and I don't think it's, let me just be clear. Cause I said this to the guy yesterday. Don't scoff when I tell you this either. I don't think it's because they're trying to protect the Clintons. I think Mueller is trying to protect the DOJ and the FBI. I think Mueller was brought in knowing all of this happened under Obama's watch, the Skolkovo Foundation, the Clinton Foundation, the influence operations, the Obama scandals with Spygate, and Mueller knows that this has to go away. If they start talking, Vexelberg, Eric Prince, all these other people, Victor Pinchuk, about all the influence operations and the things that happened in the Clinton years, the DOJ's and FBI's reputation will be ruined. I don't think this is the cover for the Clintons. I know a lot of you can disagree. That's fine. I'm the Mueller side, by the way. I just mm-hmm. want to be clear. I'm just talking about Mueller. I believe it's to cover up and re- uh, rescue the reputation of the DOJ, and it's the DOJ's failure to do anything about the Clintons that they're trying to sweep under the rug. Is mm-hmm. that clear, Joe? Not yeah. the Clintons. I know I'm going to get some feedback on that, but I'm I'm pretty confident based on what I'm hearing about that, that it's he's brought in to rescue the DOJ. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I'm glad you liked Rough Cuts yesterday. I will be back again tomorrow with more original content. Please, I humbly implore you, subscribe to our podcast. It helps us move up the charts on iTunes. Spotify, iHeartRadio. I think it's follow on iHeartRadio. It says subscribe on iTunes, but follow on iHeartRadio and on SoundCloud as well. It makes a really big difference. We are uh, moving up the charts quickly. Thanks to you. I really appreciate it. I will see you all tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud and follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.